All right, welcome to the CrossFit Grandview podcast. I think we're on 36 or 7. I'm not sure where we're at number-wise. We'll, we'll go ahead and, and number it when we put this out. Uh, today, uh, I brought Dave Ulmer back, I think. You know, as long as we can keep doing this, me and Dave, we had a good time last time, so we're going to try mm-hmm. and do this more often. Um, today, our topic is going to be strength cycles. I have a lot of people ask me, uh, especially people maybe coming in from other gyms um, about when are you going to run a strength cycle at our gym? We used to do it this way. And um, <clears throat> this is something that I used to plan uh, pretty often in our training, especially when the line was sort of blurred between were we training the entire population to try our whole gym to try and get good at the CrossFit games yeah. and mm-hmm. because you have to be able to be strong enough to do these events. So yeah. We ran a lot more of those, and then as that started to fork out into, like, general population and then uh, sort of our competition program, um, we pulled some of that that strength cycle stuff out. Um, But we're going to talk about that today. And, uh, you know, strength cycles are great. I ran them personally a ton because strength was – uh, a big weakness of mine, just in general, especially slow strength. So good example, like when I was in high school, um, I remember the first time I really bench pressed, I was probably a senior, um, where I really got into it. And I remember when I was testing, like right when we started, it's one of those things where just like an empty bar is like wobbly on mm-hmm. you. Yeah. I think I, I could barely eke out like a rep or two with 95 pounds. And I was like 18 years old. Um, so that just goes to show you, like a lot of people thought that I was some sort of maybe a high level athlete when I was younger or anything. I'm like, no, man, I had to like, I had to chip away at this stuff with, uh, with strength cycles. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the, the great thing about strength cycles is you, it's very easy for people to wrap their head around because they can see these numbers ticking up and, uh, you're prioritizing strength. Um, but it, it is a, a bit of a detriment to um, balancing, especially when you're looking at CrossFit, uh, you know, all of the energy systems, um, all of the 10 physical skills. Yeah. Um, you're pretty, you were pretty naturally a strong guy. Um, so it might have been something, you know, I don't know. I haven't, I can't, I didn't know you when you were younger mm-hmm. um, and how you prioritize strength but um maybe just give us a little background of like when you started lifting and like maybe some of the sort of different strength programs or cycles you've been through you know just in your training yeah yeah I mean I think I kind of got into weightlifting pretty early um you know I was like sports as a little kid growing up and probably I would say you know, sometime around like maybe fifth or sixth grade. And you did some stuff at gym class. I think you had some small exposure to like, you know, some resistance training stuff. But I was actually a equipment manager for like the high school team when I was a real young kid, like a ball boy type of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And so we go to practices, help out and do things. So I was kind of in the weight room and, you know, a lot of the coaches that were, you know, coaching the football team were also gym teachers or strength coaches. So I would just, I was around that environment pretty early and I was, you know, learning how to do some stuff. So I think even early on, like sixth grade, seventh grade, by, you know, seventh, eighth grade, definitely, I was lifting, you know, before, after practice or in the winter, you know, doing some small stuff at school, whatever weight room they had, yep. you know. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, I was, I, I kind of, I got pretty physically developed pretty early. Yep. You know, I was pretty naturally strong. Plus, I just kind of saw the results. So I just took advantage of it. It was, it was just kind of the best of both worlds. I had the drive and motivation, but I was, I was pretty strong kind of naturally. So, you know, you get into high school and you've got, you know, I, I played basketball and lacrosse as well. But, you know, during the football season, the summer, everything was, you know, there's that kind of periodization. Yep. You know, you're kind of getting more organized stuff where we'd have, you know, conditioning sessions were running, sprinting, agility drills, stuff like that. Weight room was the weight room. And yeah, you go through different cycles where you're just kind of, you know, start off with maybe a, you know, hypertrophy period, you know, eight to, eight to 12 reps somewhere in there. And then as you progress, you get a little bit heavier. And like you said, you're just kind of increasing the numbers and increasing the intensity and volume as when, you go. When you were in high school, did they have like, you know, was it like the bigger, stronger, faster program? There, there, you know, there's some basic, you know, five by five things like that. Do you remember Probably reaching for that? I mean, can I know you I, remember what you did specifically at all? Not really. Yep. Um, and you know, it's not like we had professional like coaches in there teaching Sanju stuff. It was it was a lot of you know our phys ed <laughs> coaches or our teachers or our coaches, football coaches. Just the big guy. Yeah, in yeah. Like school, the, who but, knew, who yeah, knew about my lacrosse coach and one of our football coaches was a competitive bodybuilder most of his oh, life, cool. so he knew what he was doing, yep. right? And yeah, like I was his project, right? Uh -huh. He just loved the way I played and like you know loved teaching me how to do some stuff. But yeah, just you know like no bumper plates, just raw iron. You know, I remember we had like some, you know, you'd have posters in the weight room and I think we even had, you know, for each team, like lifting records or weights or things like yeah. that. Um, but it probably didn't get more organized or serious until I was in college, right? Yep. You're, at, you're at a, you know, D1 AA program and, and that was more, you know, structured. We had our own weight room for the team. And, it, and again, it's that kind of periodization you go through, you know, hypertrophy cycles, you know, maybe more deload cycles where it's just kind of maintaining conditioning, keeping your body moving. You'd have strength, you know, uh, periods and you'd have kind of power periods, things like that. Yep. But, you know, that kind of varied, you know, after the, at, during the season, it's just maintenance, right? Yeah. Very, uh, pretty low volume. I think we lifted like twice a week and then on Sundays after the games, we just do a lot of conditioning and gymnastic stuff, uh -huh. body weight things. You know, the spring and the winter was really about kind of making some growth and making some gains, things like that. Yeah, building yourself up. Yeah, yeah. I think when I was <clears throat> when I was in that period, I was I avoided it early because <clears throat> it's almost, especially when you're a kid, you want to hide your weaknesses. Mm -hmm. So when I played baseball and things like that, they just send us into the weight room. We didn't have people like running us through the workout. Yeah, they might a have a workout up on the board. Yeah. And I remember like me and my buddies literally like dipping in the corner. Yeah. And then like when the coach would come in, we'd grab like some dumbbells yeah. and then we'd run out and, and take drinks because we knew we had to run or something afterwards. I think as things have progressed now, not, I mean, there, there was definitely schools, I think probably back in the eighties and nineties who had, you know, serious workout facilities. Yeah. Maybe the school had more money or they had like, a full-time strength coach in there, but you know we did the best we could for the time. Yeah. But you know I think you know I graduated in '01 from high school, so 20 years ago. You look at most high schools now; they can afford it. You know, especially some some schools around Columbus, you're going to have probably a, a more substantial weight room. There's just more knowledge and more um, emphasis, you know, on getting athletes strong and keeping them healthy. Yep. And you know, having you know the ability and resources to have some people in there that, to teach these kids and know what they're doing. When I when I was teaching, so when I got out of college, then I was I was substitute teaching all around. And 
most of the schools either had a, uh, a third-party company that came in. Yeah, you'll see that a lot too. Yeah. Or uh, they had a strength and conditioning coach, and it was legit. Like, it was it was legit. And I'm sure the – I know the, the high school that I used to go to, I think, has, like, a full-time paid strength and conditioning coach mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and as I got into it, I – I, I made a switch. It was cool, though. When I was a senior, I was like, okay, I don't want to hide from this. I want to build my body up and, and, and get stronger. And that's kind of when I got into uh, lifting weights. But a lot of it early on was I didn't have – it wasn't strength cycles. It was just lifting weights and using, like, magazines. Yeah. And I think I joked with you, like, trying to execute, like, Jay Cutler or someone like that. It's, like, <laughs> bodybuilding routine, and I weighed, you know, like, 145 like a, pounds. Like, like 10 by 10 at 70%. Just. <laughs> yeah, it was silly. It's, like, this wor- it just isn't going to work on, like, a 19-year-old kid who yeah. has no base buildup or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, like, at some point it will, but early on it's, yeah. Yeah. Kind of having, you know, Volume is earned, right? Intensity is earned. So, mm-hmm. kind of having a good spot to start that you don't, you know, wreck yourself. Or, and really, just learning how to like yeah. really back squat, deadlift, and bench. And it wasn't until probably right before I got into CrossFit, I did. Um, it was called. It was Joe DeFranco, who's a pretty uh, famous strength and conditioning coach. Um, he trains a lot of NFL. His specialty is NFL football players. And he had a program online called West Side for Skinny Bastards. And uh, I did that, and I remember at the end of it, I deadlifted 445. And I was like, and I deadlifted, I think, before I did that program, I had pulled 365. And this is in my Mm mid-20s. So I put, you know, 80, 90 pounds on, on a compound lift in a couple of months. I'm like, oh, if you stick to this kind of stuff, like mm-hmm. it works really well. It works, well. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was that was the first time I, I had like a light bulb. Uh, after that, I got into CrossFit.com main site. And it's funny because I pulled that 445 right before I got into CrossFit. And everything I did, most of my Olympic lifts, all my times and my body completely got shredded and changed. And on the main site, uh, total came up, and I'm like, I'm gonna PR everything, and then I, uh, I jackhammered mm-hmm. 385, and I was like, oh, what happened? Yeah. And that's when I, I circled back not too long after that because I was really confused. I'm like, how did that happen? Because I thought everything was just. And it would just stay that way. Yeah, I was just infinite never gro- infinite growth. <laughs> I was on a runaway train that was never going to stop. And uh, after that, I the first time I did a concurrent strength and conditioning program was it was uh, that old Jeff Martin who was the CrossFit Kids coach. He did he wrote a really cool article in the earlier days of CrossFit uh, CrossFit strength bias. Mm-hmm. So it basically mixed uh, three by fives, five by threes. And then short Metcons afterwards. And yep. then uh, I did that right around the time when, when you had came to the gym, sort of uh, right when we did the um, between the uh, sectional and the regional then, and yep. kind of that year. And that's when I did that and got mm-hmm. filled that strength tank back up. And I was like, okay, this, this works well for competitive CrossFit. And that's yep. 2010. Mm-hmm. 
Um, was that kind of similar to like CrossFit football when that came out? There, and I think that was modeled after that. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Very similar sort of uh, thought process. And for me, my struggle was always like I had to keep up with the weights because as soon as I would get off it, it's almost like some people, they're strong and they just need to condition. Like Mike Gold at our gym is a good example of mm-hmm. someone who's like, he's just brute strong. And when he's going to compete in something, he literally just has to like run and do burpees and wads and mm-hmm. then he just shreds up but his strength stays stays solid. Rose, yeah where yeah. mine if mm-hmm. i start just running and doing burpees and stuff my strength it just I'll burns lose, all your muscle yeah i'll <laughs> lose 50 pounds on like compound lifts like that mm-hmm. um so that's where i was i when i was competing i went strength cycle to strength cycle i did I'm, i have a list of them i did like a wendler hybrid mm-hmm. of crossfit a 20 rep back squat thing which is awesome i think i'm actually yeah. Hope the gym's not listening. I think I might do that next month at the gym. Like this year, we've we've yep. been doing just like every month we'll pick a new challenge. Sometimes it's you know accumulate ten handstand pushups a day, just like a little bit of practice things. Yep. But I might do like a twenty rep for the for the gym. Yeah, I mean you got to start off at a reasonable base, yes. but it works and it's difficult. It is. The one I did was <laughs> it was weird. It was different than like the official one. You started at body weight and you did it every day. Yeah, that's the one I did. Okay. This, this, yes, I yeah. did in like 2011 when I was, when I was still in Guyana with you guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I was doing that too. So, you, And then you added five pounds a day until you just... I just did it on everyday train, so probably five days a week. Right? Okay. So I, yep. Two of the days I didn't just because I wasn't there. But Yeah, absolutely. I think I did the same thing until you're just like, you finally dumped the bar off your back. Yeah, you, there came yeah. a point where I was like, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I wasn't going to get to the point where I just, I was going to blow my back out or just mm-hmm. things were just falling apart, right? Yep. But it was it was definitely the point where I was like, I feel good about this and I'm breathing real hard. I, yeah. I was funny, I someone was talking, but there was a guy I trained, he mentioned Mark Rifito the other day because he was talking about how he read Starting Strength and I just remember back in the day laughing at so many of his videos and so many of his quotes, and like he, I was reading a great quote about it, about the 20 rope back squat from him the other day. I'll, I'll, if I think about it, I'll bring it up, but yeah. oh my God. He's, so, he's a character, yeah. he's, I mean, he's, I, so with that uh, program, um, Joey, who was at our gym, mm-hmm. I saw him make the biggest strength increase of any person I've ever seen off any strength program. He went to Greece I don't know, for a summer, right at the end of college. And he came back real skinny, hadn't touched a weight, had think he'd been partying all summer. Too many euros. Yep. And he came back and he was, he was a, you know, had been a fit guy and he had trained with us, but he'd been gone for a month or two. And he came back and he, he wanted to get stronger and compete. And so he back squatted. I think his one rep max when he came back was around 275. And uh, by the end of, I just remember by the end of whatever this program was, it was like two months, he was doing like a full five by five or a three by five with like 375. He was doing reps with a hundred pounds more than he had tested into it. And he had gained like 25 pounds of steel on his body. And I know he was Completely drug-free. He's like just twenty-two-year-old kid. Yep. He just mm-hmm. ate his ass off and, and got. But it was the. I've never seen a transformation like that. Happened so fast. Ever. It was pretty yeah. dang cool. You know, I think the the big thing is too is, almost any, I wouldn't say, it, but like, 
So many strength cycles work. You can, you can almost just take anything as long as you're increasing the stimulus mm -hmm. week by week, session by session, you're going to get stronger. Yep. Right? There's so much stuff that works, right? It doesn't have to be terribly complicated. There's just yeah. there's some more well-known ones that people follow that tend to get better results. But um, The recoverability is what I've, especially as I've aged, what I've figured out is where people run into their issues, and especially when you try and do it concurrently with like mixed modal metcons, it, it gets real tricky. Like yeah. say blending like a conjugate weightlifting program with real hardcore CrossFit and yeah. hey, you know, you get hurt or you just like, you're so flat that you can't barely move. And I've ran into those issues. And mm -hmm. like right now I just switched over to our, um, our gym's power hour program, which I think you've, you've done some classes yeah. with that. Uh -huh. awesome. I love that when by the end of the summer, we do like a lot of running and things like that. And I'll start to get a little cooked on Metcons. You know, I've done like a, 10 months of, of breathing hard, mm -hmm. diving into the ground, doing burpees and yeah. pull-ups. And I'm like, all right, I need a little break. Switch to that. And it's fun. You're doing novel moves. You know, you're pulling chains and doing yeah. all that stuff. So, so that's been my favorite go-to in recent years is doing the, the conjugate because it's it's – it changes and there's yeah. some variety similar to like how CrossFit is. Mm -hmm. And that's, I love like our power hour program for that because it's, you're doing novel exercises and, and stuff that you, you're not going to see in like a, a traditional kind of gym environment. So, yeah. yeah. And I think that's good, you know, whether you're switching different cycles or spending more time doing Metcons and conditioning and, you know, a dabbling in a little bit of strength yeah. versus more of a, you know, traditional or conjugate cycle, you, Physically, it's good for the body to keep changing it up because it just adapts to a certain program and it kind of plateaus. Yeah. But like mentally too, you just, like we've kind of talked about before, like you just kind of get bored, mm -hmm. right? If you're doing the same thing for several months, you may be making progress, but like you have to switch it up just for your own mental sake. Like I, I need to do something different. Absolutely. Yeah. And you can still make progress, but I need to change this up a little bit because I'm just, I'm not really psychologically motivated to be in the gym right now to do this. Yep. It seems like a job. It's not fun anymore. Yeah. 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 So I, we are at, at our gym, we're going to run <clears throat> and I'll explain it. We're, we're going to put out some infographics and some things and I'm, I'm going to put it in our private members group, but we're going to run a strength cycle and, um, but it's going to be a concurrent one where we're still going to balance some energy systems, but I'm going to focus, we're going to do some percentage lifts. And if people are newer, you know, they'll basically just do a progressive yep. three by five or, or whatever it is yep. to start to find their lifts. But we're going to do like more strict pull-ups, uh, you know, handstand holds or, you know, strict dumbbell press. We're just going to focus a little bit more on the strict strength for a couple of months. And then at the end, uh, did you ever do our rogue total day at the old gym where it's a front squat, a press, and a deadlift day all in one day in a class? Yeah, yeah I think I, we definitely did that. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to do that at the end of this. Um, I think I even have – I don't have the date right in front of me. but So we'll end with a, a 1RM uh, front squat, uh, strict press, and, and deadlift, mm -hmm. um, which is a fun way to do it. Like in a powerlifting meet, if, especially if you're doing like a low bar, you need spotters. Yeah. And front squat, you can dump it. Yeah, but it's safer and you don't need a spotter. Yeah, yeah bench press, same sort of thing. So mm -hmm. I think it's going to be a fun way to sort of end it. In that, oh, it's the weekend before Thanksgiving 
is one we're, we're going to do it on a Saturday. So I think it'll That's be cool. a fun little event to, mm-hmm. to kind of close that cycle out. But um, I think where some people, they'll get addicted to these sometimes where they'll be like, okay, can we always run one of these? Um, and, and CrossFit, you know, especially if you look at the philosophy, like strength, slow lift barbell strength is not the base of CrossFit. So we want to keep a balance throughout the year. And sometimes you got to do a little cycle, whether it's with endurance, gymnastics, or strength to kind of nudge that ahead. So you're not just in a perpetual balance, but to perpetually only prioritize barbell strength, that's just not going to serve all of our our people at the gym. It's not. And like, it's, you know, strength training is very sports specific right mm-hmm. so you know if you're a swimmer you're really not concerned about your max deadlift or squat you know it's it's more you know muscle stamina things like you're doing circuits right it's yep. you know if you're a football player or a weightlifter you know there's certain sports that you want to be strong for right yep. and get strong like stronger is better to a certain point mm-hmm. um you know but within crossfit it's 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 about achieving those that balance right yeah you know you're talking about the, the you know the hierarchy and the base of the triangle and you know looking at the the 10 skills of, of CrossFit and yeah, it, it's kind of to be able to find the balance to have strength in there and people like it, but you know, we've talked about it's prioritizing one thing sometimes comes at the cost of another yeah. and throughout the year, you're just kind of keep, keep those things level as you can. You can spend some time here, but all right, we can't, we can't stray too far from doing this other thing because we're going to lose it. Uh-huh. Um, and that just kind of comes with some kind of experience and seeing what people like and how they're responding to it. Yep. You know. I think at one point in CrossFit, you saw it prioritized for a few years, especially in, I think it was 2012, the whole regional. I mean, how do you think we went from like 200 pound guy snatches to like over 315 now? Yeah. yeah. So it was prioritized. <laughs> they've, they've gone back and balanced things out. I mean, mm-hmm. you can, and it's just crazy because the, the caliber of athlete who can balance all that is, yeah. is insane now. But, you know, they're making people do mile swims and things like that and do little triathlons on top of mm-hmm. all of that at the games level. And so you can't, uh, you can't just sandbag where people, I think they thought they had it figured out after maybe like the 08 games. Like, okay, if I just get really good at repping, you know, mm-hmm. this sort of weight, and good at this time domain, I can crush yeah. everything, and then they, they keep you guessing yeah. now. So you know, I think when I when I got into CrossFit, I think the you know, and reading more about the philosophy, the methodology, and getting into it, I it it varied from having, or it was different. In the fact that I was always kind of when I was younger and, and in college, you're you're periodizing your lifting throughout the year and training for the season or a specific event, right? And you know, when you're not necessarily doing that anymore, it, this is a program now and a philosophy that is kind of, you know, being constantly varied but not random, right? So yeah. you're doing a little bit of everything and, and you're constantly hopefully trying to get better, you know, the more and more you go and the longer you do it. Um, but yeah, it wasn't that kind of infinite growth and this is the event, this is the point. The point now is just life for the next 50 years. Uh-huh. And so I'm just trying to maintain that. And it's surprising how, even though there may not be that, you know, strength cycle you do, but or traditionally, right, just the kind of linear progression week by week, adding you know pounds here and there. 
but just kind of that planned variation that each week or just, you know, next time you come to a back squat that you did a set of three, you know, I look it up, what is it? Or I'm going to do a little bit more. You just, you know, especially if you track your stuff, right? Uh -huh. Every time you come across a similar movement or a similar workout, you know, being able to try to beat that in each time works really effectively. Yeah. And it yeah. works really well for beginners and intermediate. It works for a very, very long time. Yep. You can get people stronger without any doing any type of traditional weightlifting yeah. or strength training, you know, protocol. I have, I have three. So the way I do it and where I'm, I'm good at my strength. So I think this is a good tip for people and it's worked really well for me probably the last five years. So with the deadlift, uh, bench press and a back squat, <clears throat> it's really simple for me and it's not going to balance out this way for everyone. So a three rep, I don't, I'm not thinking about a one rep max, but a three rep max. If I can pull 405 for a triple, back squat 315 for a triple, so it's basically pulling a plate up, and bench press 225 for a triple, I don't see any athletic gains for my body. Now, it's yeah. going to change for every person. So some people are way stronger, some people aren't as strong, but I don't, like, if I get stronger than that, with the deadlift, my, my back's pretty damn stable if I can pull that yep. deadlift. My legs and, and everything are pretty strong if I can squat that. And then, you know, my arms and upper body are pretty strong if I can bench that. If I go above that, I see no, and then I start to lose a lot yep. of ground in other ways. Um, if those get too far away where I'm like, I can't yeah. do that, then I'm like, ooh, I'm starting to feel a little bit weak. Yeah, I mean, that happens even within CrossFit, even like, you know, take, for example, like me and like playing football, like at a certain point, if I could get stronger and stronger, I would need to add more mass to me, right? Uh -huh. So to, I would need to add more muscle, eat more, but at some point I'm losing all my athletic ability on the field. So I, yep. at some point, you know, the stronger you are doesn't always mean the better. You kind of lose athleticism in certain sports, like you just don't want that, right? You gotta okay. be able to move, you gotta be able to be on your feet. And so, yeah, there is a point where you have enough strength that you need and more is not necessarily better. It kind of tends to compromise things a little bit. Yeah. You know, and you're talking about kind of like the, that 405, 315, 225. It's kind of, you know, especially as we get older, I mean, we're in our 30s, but like as we get older, like I, I have certain numbers in those main lifts that I'm like, just hold on to these as long as you can. <laughs> yeah. You know? Those are getting tough for me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and, yeah. You know, yeah. If, I, if I said, all right, you know, I want to yeah. Go higher than I did before. I want to increase them. Like then, I'm going to have to set aside more time to do it. I'm going to have to do a strength cycle. But it's just, it's all about what what your what are your goals? Like yep. what are you trying to prioritize? Like, you know, I'm just trying to hold on to some of those strength numbers. The older I get, and the, and the longer I can hold on hold on to them, the better. Yep. You know, I don't. I'm never ever going to be as strong as I used to be. So yep. why try? I'm not going to try to PR my you know, snatch or my clean jerk sure. mug. It's just not, it's not as important. I'm not in an O-lifting meet, you know, and so. And you want to keep your pain levels yeah. at a certain yeah. <laughs> down, you know. When yeah, you're chasing I, I, that. Yeah, I don't want to make this just about hurting. like an old guy's podcast, like yeah. just trying to hold on to things here. <laughs> but, you know, that goes the same for, you know, any athlete in their 20s. And um, if it's, you know, infinite growth and getting stronger is not necessarily always the best thing. And it's it's fun to see results and see your numbers go up. But, you know, depending upon what your goals are and what you want, like, just make sure that that's in line with everything it's else. It's in balance. You're in it's balance finding with your, your balances, other, other yeah. physical skills you need. And, um, yeah. Absolutely. Well, I think, I mean, I think that's a good place to stop. And, you know, I hope some people 
listen to this and they're, you know, it helps you just wrap your head around, you know, the benefits, but also some of the drawbacks and, and why maybe, you know, whether you're at either of our gyms where you're not just seeing like a perpetual, you know, percentage based lift before every workout and then it just keeps cycling mm-hmm. back. Yeah. I think, it, you know, when you're competing uh, and you're trying to peak at a certain time, it's very important to prioritize that and do it all of the time. But if you're trying to stay in shape, fit, look good, go to the beach, mm-hmm. 365 and, and maintain a, a balanced lifestyle, it's, it's not something you want to do all year round. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, the approach that I really take and the gym we run now is I, I know strength cycles work, right? That's, yeah. It's just very, if you have a, a team or athletes or an athlete on a specific schedule and program, it's very easy to tell them what to do when they do it the same, you know, they work at the same time every day, same days of the week. Everything's, you know, the more specific your goal, the more structured and specific your plan is, mm-hmm. right? Within a CrossFit, running a gym with a big community, like people are coming at different schedules, different times. So it, it gets uh-huh. a little complicated. I'm not saying it's it can't work. and um, But I, I've just found that just implementing, you know, various different heavy days, mm-hmm. light days, accessory days, yep. you know, kind of trying to find that CrossFit balance works really well for a lot yep. of people. And they just continue to grow. And even myself, that worked for a long time. Um, and if, you know, there's a particular athlete who has you know, higher ambitions or goals or, or certain things they want to do, that becomes kind of a case-by-case basis. Yep. All right, let's drop a plan for you, right? Let's do you know, some free time in the gym or after class, I want you to work on some of these things. And that could be anything from a barbell lift to gymnastics things. But just as a whole, I've never really kind of gotten into really year-long structuring things so much like that. Yep. I mean, when we were competing back in the day, you know, we did Hyperfit with Doug and, yep. and, that, and that kind of program. Um, and it worked really well. It was... Yep. Grueling to say the least. Yeah, <laughs> I have, I have, I have. I notes know we, on, we had some notes and then we didn't really get into it. I know. Yeah, we, I have we notes can, on, we on that, that for another time. Doing but. the yeah, we can go into the history of that and shout out to Doug Chapman because he was <clears throat> a big mentor. I think you know to both of us. You know, early yeah. on in, in CrossFit and and it's very you know those those plans he had. It was basically our here's the class workout, the class mm-hmm. strength, but. You know, which which all his athletes would do, but then it just had more and more stuff, yeah. right? You have more skills, a little extra conditioning, um, in different cycles like that. But you, it was a it was a way to like, okay, I'm working out five days a week. The next week, whatever I did on that, um, you know, on that mofo for last week, I'm going to add five pounds this week, and it, it works. Oh yeah. But you know, when when you're a serious athlete or have serious goals or, or you know something's in sight, an event, a competition. That kind of staves off the monotony and the boredom of it, right? Like I'm, I'm doing this for a purpose, uh-huh. but not not everyone that comes to, you know, a CrossFit gym is really there for that, right? Yep. So they're kind of branched off years ago between competitive CrossFit and, you know, general physical preparedness, yeah. and trying to find the balance of those. I mean, I'm definitely open to people in the gym asking about stuff, and you know, I'll ask people, do you want to do this, and just kind of seeing what the people want. Yeah, you know. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys, I think that's a great place for us to stop. We will see you next month, and we'll have another topic for you. See you guys. Cheers.